Is this because of the duck thing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've not taken this hoodie off in a month and a half. And then when you're done, you feel the most shamed ever. There we go. Always professional. What the fuck is even classic, happening? Classic sort of story. It came out to high critical acclaim, and it's Pokemon Snap. If you're pressed to take, it goes <laughs> like what Bloody. is going, buddy? Oh, I was on, I was on edibles. <laughs> Not a pornography. This is a podcast. Uh, and you got the name wrong again. I, I like your duck shirt. Thanks. It's a duck. Welcome. To another episode of Two Dads and a Ring Cast. And you can have my sword. And my dwarf. Wait. <laughs> Is that. I said Damn it. can. I should just be in. You have my sword. I even fucked it up. No, this is a topic <laughs> that we are so passionate about. We almost went through the entire episode off air before we even hit record because we just started talking about our notes yeah. and then went off running. <laughs> we did too. We did. And how to stop ourselves and be like, it's like, wait, wait. save it for the podcast. Save it. <laughs> save so, it for group, man. Save it for group. We are on to the second Hobbit movie, The Hobbit the Desolation of, of Smog. Smog. And so, the comparisons to the book. So what we were talking about is there aren't as many, but the differences are the changes that were bigger. made. There aren't as many, yeah. but they have. There's a larger impact for them, ranging and, from tone to characters that weren't in the movie to brand new characters altogether. Yes, and so we'll we'll start by knocking out a couple of the the basics that are kind of carryovers from the first movie. Azog is still a player in the game, and right. in reality, and he, he died. He a, doesn't he get a promotion? Yeah, even? he he, like, he, <laughs> he like gets a promotion <laughs> from Sauron or ran the off Necromancer. With that one. Uh, and you know, he died 142 years before this. So take that as you will. It's, it's whatever. Of course we, we personally like Radagast the character. We think it does add something. And we're a doctor who fan anyways. I am, uh, so he's back in it, even though he's only mentioned before. Yep. So getting into it a little bit, pretty close to the beginning of the movie and well, in the book for the, the second part, if you will, uh, considering it's a short children's book, there's not really parts. <laughs> yeah. Page 97. I don't know. Uh, I didn't yeah. look the- specifically. It's been the a while since I've read it. And, and company are, have to travel through Mirkwood and they end up getting lost in, in the book they end up getting lost and oh wait 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 back up rewind cut this <laughs> pretty early on in the book and in in the movie they meet up with bjorn the shapeshifter oh not bjorn ironside from vikings no no not him not oh okay him. <laughs> so in the book the dwarves are are taken to Bjorn's house, and they're taken by Gandalf one to two at a time, pretty much in the same order that they arrived at Bilbo's. But that's another difference in the first that we didn't go over. That's okay. <laughs> but so it didn't seem as important. But now, yeah, now look, it starts in to retrospect. It's like <laughs> you know what? Well, maybe we should. Maybe we should have mentioned that, but that's okay. So Gandalf takes the dwarves and Bilbo to Bjorn's house and introduces them, you know, one to two at a time. And it's not a huge deal in the movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man, Bjorn is uh, he's in his bear form, chases them into his own house, tries to kill them, and then yeah, he's crazy, he's yeah, uh, unhinged. <laughs> and, and then the the dwarves are introduced, coming out of Bjorn's own house, and Bjorn expresses that you know. You know, when he first meets Bilbo, he's like, he's not a dwarf, is he? And, you know, so right there, it's like, oh, God, is he going to, like, just kill these guys? No, if you've read the book, he's he helps them significantly. So this is one of those changes that I just feel like was just completely unnecessary and turns it into this violent escapade when really it was yeah. them going to his house to get help. Yeah, no, and you could have kept it that way. It wouldn't have affected the storyline. In fact, it... it you need a little levity every now and then, you know? And later on in the movie, they invent levity that wasn't there. Yeah. And here, you had an opportunity for levity that was there. And you just... I don't... Yep. But now, moving Next. on. <laughs> mo moving on. The dwarves are sent through Mirkwood to get where they need to go by Bjorn. And, and he warns right. them to not drink from this river. It's like this river of drowsiness. And in the original theatrical version, <laughs> this part was pretty much cut from the film entirely. You know, there, there, there was no river in the theatrical, but the extended version, they did add it back in. So I'm very happy that they added in... You this know, is why the we River, the extended. <laughs> and they had the encounter with the giant spiders. And I love that they kept that. They added that back in with the extended edition. Though when you first watch it, and if you don't watch the extended, they completely cut out an entire week of travel for the dwarves. And it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so then they, they, they're lost. In the movie, they start hallucinating like crazy. And that doesn't happen. If you really go back on the timeline again, we're showing kind of our, our Tolkien nerds here. You mean they, they don't hallucinate in the kid's book? No, but in the <laughs> first first generation of Mirkwood Forest, or, or the, first, uh, the first age, let me, let me correct myself there, the first age Mirkwood did have a hallucinogenic properties to it, but that was about 6,000 years in the past. Yeah, other time. Yeah. So, we're in the third age. They they get drowsy. They start, you know, try, you know, practically falling asleep and they end up coming across the elves who are feasting in the forest for help. And right. the elves capture them. In the movie, the dwarves are fighting off these spiders and the elves which oh, lo and behold, the elf we all know and love Legolas. Yeah, who who doesn't actually appear in Wasn't the Hobbit. In the However, book. he is it the makes son of some the sense. elf king, so that's not completely out of place. Yeah. I, I can I can accept that one at least. Yeah, Thranduil so, is his father, and that's who we're about to go interact with. Yep. It so, makes a bit of sense. Elves are hunting the spiders, and they come Plus, across the dwarves and capture them. We can't blame them at all, because for one, you have they want to try and connect the two trilogies. And the best way to do that is with established characters. Yes. And what better character and more badass character than Legolas? Legolas, later on, you, know, you have you Gandalf, can throw you have him Elrond. Into, eventually, you can throw him into a battle scene and get a leggy moment that is just super badass. Yep. 
Cool. I don't mind that as much because again, he is the the son of the the woodland elf king. So cool. But the problem is, it starts to introduce this difference in tone between the book and the movie. Yes, which yes. complicates some things. So the dwarves are captured. They are held captive for a couple weeks in the book in completely it does not different feel parts like of that. The, yeah, it doesn't feel like that in the book because it's a shorter book, but they're they're held captive for a couple weeks in different parts of the palace so they can't talk to each other. They have no idea what's going on with everybody else. And now, Thorin in the movie. Is, well, hang on. And Thorin <laughs> is hidden even deeper and farther into the forest <laughs> from the rest of them, and he was the last person who was rescued in the movie. This one just bugs me a little bit. And I mm. The movie, they're right up on top of each other. And oh, instead yeah. of a couple weeks, it feels... It was like two days. It was literally like, like two a days. A couple days. And just the chain of events from there on out, are, it, it seems unnecessarily changed. Yeah. And, and, and to, to, to dive even further into that, in the book... The Elf King actually allowed the dwarves to move about, move about freely. They he they weren't actually held in cages or in in prison cells. He just he eventually locked them up because they were being obnoxious and insulting as dwarves do. <laughs> so completely different. You know they they're immediately captured, thrown in jail, and they're kept side by side so they can chat. That's and, more yeah. of it paints a picture of elves hating dwarves and elves being more dicks. Violent and dick. Yeah. Actually were. Aloof and lighthearted than they actually are in Tolkien's world. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I emphasize that Thorin was rescued last in the book. He's the first huh. one why, rescued. Why would, you, why would you need to make that differential? Because he was the first one rescued in the movie. <laughs> Why? Why why change something like that? It's so unnecessary to it would be so much more dramatic to have him rescued last than first. But they wanted right, him because he's yeah. your key pivotal character. So, now <sighs> as they are escaping, as they're leaving, so they are this they hide in some barrels. Is a completely which, which happens. fabricated scene. No, no, not the the so so they, they are in, the book, in barrels. They are in barrels. They're in closed barrels. barrels. Yes, they're going sealed. Down the river. And the in elves the... themselves are the ones who you know sent them down the river. They thought they were empty, so they're just like, "All right, let's send them down to the town." And right. that was it. They they escaped. They ride off, and there you go. In the movie, oh, they are the movie. Riding down these barrels, it's like the teacup ride at, at Disney World, where they're just <laughs> bouncing around and spinning in circles and, and fighting fucking orcs, orcs that didn't exist down. at all. With Legolas well, coming I, I, in. Cor no, let me correct. I believe there were some goblins, but not orcs, somewhere in some of this going on, if I if I remember correctly. I can't remember exactly, because it's been a while since I, I've fully read through but, the book. But you there get were no orcs, massively there were no crazy fights. Which, uh, I'm not 100% opposed, but because of this, and uh, there's a ton of fight scenes in the other movies, and you could have added different fight scenes in this movie, but because of this, you get this terribly CGI sequence. They did. <laughs> right. But we'll get there. We'll get there. 
Yes, later on. But so, but they're trying to sprinkle it through the whole movie because heaven forbid you just have two people walking or traveling for an extended periods of time. How would that make a good movie? Anyways, <laughs> I hope the sarcasm picked up on the mic really good there. Oh, so, man. Yeah. And, you and have to make in this book, incredibly CGI sequence where the elves are just, chasing down after the, the after the dwarves who are barreling down this river literally and then orcs show up and start fighting and and, and as we said oh, in man. the previous episode because of how rushed this production was the CGI was not it was great. not up to par no and you but, could have avoided that by just closing the lids and sending actual empty barrels down the river and videotaping it what can't do that it doesn't happen but you can so, even have people run around in like the book because that part's not in, in the book while they're floating down the river ugh. the elves don't even know they're gone right they don't even know they're gone so there's no chase. There's no orc fight. Like, they literally but, just fabricated this entire thing. Which, speaking of fabrications, in the Hobbit movie... Part of, part of why you had to fabricate <sighs> that is because you brought Legolas in, and you need Legolas to follow. But it wasn't just Legolas, was it? No. No, no it wasn't. Because they we fabricated got a brand new Elfie. And created an entire new character just to have an interspecies love triangle tariel why tariel and he added tariel don't get me wrong her, the the woman who played this character um what what was her name was that she, she was in lost Lily. yeah evangeline lily and she she was great she played the character well she her acting was fine but why throw in this completely unnecessary and fabricated love sequence between an elf that doesn't exist and one of the dwarves who gets shot in the leg when it doesn't actually happen? And an elf that wasn't even in the books at all. Yeah, like... Now... <sighs> That's because you had you had no Liv Tyler. You needed your Liv Tyler. Yeah, that's that, why they that's did it. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> like the thing is, like if I were to watch this just as a movie, sure, her character's fine. I still think the forced love triangle thing was well, just that forced. But yeah. I didn't mind her character as a character. But when you when you completely fabricate an entire storyline from your source material that has been around for a very long time and loved by millions, and now you're stepping out of line a little bit, in my opinion. So just, now just you're talking about um, an elf gets shot in the leg? No, when, no. When a, did that, that... Dwarf gets shot in the leg. Dwarf, sorry. A dwarf Keely, gets shot in the leg? Keely gets shot in the leg happen? by an orc, but there were no... I don't remember reading that in the book. You know, no. There were no orc... There was not an orc fight at all in the book. No, no dwarves were injured. <laughs> no. <sighs> but, moving don't on. Worry. No moving dwar on. dwarves were injured in the making of this film. That's right. Oh, that's right. Wait. So, getting into the next part that... Uh, this is what we mean. Like there, there weren't a lot, as many changes, but there were significant changes that forced new things to be added that weren't actually there. And so, it'll change a lot in our next segments because of these changes in this movie. So, in when it, when it comes in the book, the dwarves are floating down the river. Some elves pop up. They fashion the the barrels into 
into rafts and then they drive it to Lake Town and that's how they get in. And as soon as they get into Lake Town, they go up and they introduce themselves and publicly announce themselves to the city master and the crowd. Mm, but that really? doesn't make that doesn't make for a good when, movie, does it? The, dwarves being I didn't watch that scene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in the movie, they end up coming across Bard, Captain of the Archers. You know what? I like his character. But, but wait, he wasn't Captain of the Archers in the bar, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, just a lowly be, barge driver. Make him, I liked his character, though. I did like his character. But <laughs> in the book, he was Captain of the Archers. In the movie, he's just a barge, you know, a barge driver. And they get snuck in with him, and then they slink around the town and stuff, and they hide. And then Bard helps with his multiple children tend to the wounded dwarf Keeley. But wait, I don't remember reading that. Then, uh... So in the book, Bard only has one kid named Bane, and Bane literally doesn't show he up. He snaps at all. Batman's spine. <laughs> Oh, right. No. <laughs> it would have made for a he great does. movie sequence. <laughs> that would, I, you know, I'd watch that. I would fucking watch that. Oh, man. But so they, again, introduce brand new characters. They, they force new characters onto us this way. And the thing is, I don't mind that as much. Showing him more of a family man and, and, and being more of a, a lower member of society in the city it makes for more dr dramatic scenes and i don't yeah. mind i don't mind that as much i don't mind that as much we're in the mindset of you're making a movie we're 100 going into this and you're allowed to change the book because you're making a movie you, you have to it's going to come off differently you have to sell this movie to a crowd that isn't a tolkien fan however one thing i, I feel in the book that they could have kept in to make things a little more dramatic without having to do some of this other stuff by adding yeah. in brand new characters is the dwarves take a week from when they leave Lake town to find the secret entrance to the lonely mountain. It takes a week. You could have added in some stuff there, some crazy fights, something there. I would have been more okay with that being added than the barrel scene, having this crazy orc fight with a dwarf stricken, you know, imaginary elf, uh, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little, a little uh, ranty here. It's okay, buddy. We're okay. You're, you're okay. in a safe space here. You're in a safe space. <sighs> Let me breathe. Okay. Go ahead and so open up. In the movie, it literally takes them one day to go from the lake town yeah. to the mountain and then find the secret entrance, which right? it's which was activated by the moon hitting the keyhole. But Isn't I don't remember how reading it that. Goes. Isn't no, that how it always goes? The secret entrance was hidden and barely recognizable. You know, this trail that was barely recognizable led into the, the secret entrance and the sun activated the keyhole. Why change that? It's so small. I kind of like that way better. But mm. you know what? I don't know. Maybe it's more dramatic. I, we've done the moon thing before. And so it just if it ain't broke change it completely from the book so we're getting into the end of the movie here we're we're getting a little closer here and Do I finally is... get to meet benedict cumberbatch was he seriously the voice of smog yeah did i didn't realize that no, i did not realize that <laughs> wait wait a second <laughs> dr strange know. has been into some weird activities man 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I did Sherlock it. Holmes is smog. Well, we get to uh, finally meet Bendy Hip Cumbersnatch. And <laughs> 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 so in the book, Bilbo, he goes into the secret tunnel a total of twice. First time he goes in, he sees smog and he takes a cup back to the dwarf to show him that he really made it in. Right. And Smog realizes, because Smog is an almighty dragon, that a single cup was missing out of his entire horde, and he gets pissed, and he flies out to find this thief, and he comes around, the dwarves hear him, they hide in the tunnel, Smog eats six of their ponies! That's pretty intense. I like that. Yeah. I'd love to watch that in a film. That didn't happen. Can, can't we? No, we I'll can't. I'll just pop in the, the DVD. Mm, but it didn't happen. Oh, didn't happen yeah however the second time that bilbo goes in is very very close to the movie and that i really appreciate that i i really like that they kept that as closely uh, as possible it was suspenseful man it was, like, that was i remember watching it in scene. theaters that was super suspenseful and i enjoyed you know there i there is one major difference with Smog is in his size, but that also I don't disagree with because yeah, they you make him a big considerably dragon. bigger in the movie. But in order to get this like presence across, it happened. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. But also in the book, while the dwarves were hiding, after taunting him so bilbo talked with smog taunted him the dragon sneaks out and destroys the secret entrance while the dwarves were hiding inside the tunnel and then he flew off to lake town never to be seen by the dwarves until he was already dead the dwarves what? never saw him <laughs> because they dashed you know they ran into the secret tunnel and the uh, secret tunnel secret tunnel when they saw smog's flames and hid and then the secret tunnel was destroyed trapping them inside and in the movie the dwarves straight up battle smog they straight up fight yeah. him why honestly the suspense of them running you know in and hiding and not getting charred to bits in this crazy collapse would be awesome yeah. to watch that's where that's one they of the sort of biggest did this, things that they, really... They sort of did this in the original trilogy, or not original, but I guess the first trilogy, and we'll have to cover that then, yes. and I'm not going to bring it up now, but this it's the classic trope of when you have this bad guy in a movie... You have to fight you, him. You have the good guy in the movie, at some point they have to clash. That's sort of a movie 101 sort of rule. But who says breaking the rules aren't isn't a bad thing? You know, yeah, I, I didn't mind the fight. It was intense. It was it was really cool to watch and everything. But I feel like they could have kept that suspense and that thriller kind of moment with them hiding in this tunnel collapsing and this fire. Yeah. And you don't even get they don't even get to see him yet. You know, I, I, I like that. So we have both read the book and we've both watched the movies. We know what we think about the books. What did you think about the movie? I liked the movie. I did not like it as much as An Unexpected Journey. I did not like it as much as the first one. And I think a lot of that comes from, namely, when you get to some of these scenes that are just intense CGI, and they're just not near as good. They don't look as clean as 
as smooth as you would have expected from, you know, Peter Jackson and a Middle Earth movie based on what we've seen before. Right, right. See, I kind of liked this one a little bit better than oh. the, the first. And that's mainly to do with the storyline is more linear and it's much easier to follow. In the it, first yes, movie, I, yes. I thought the differences in the added scene sequences there made it a little bit more difficult for just a casual viewer to to follow the story from beginning to end. And, and it kind of, you get lost a little bit so, if you're not familiar. Yeah, yeah. If, if you separate it from the book entirely, the movie wasn't bad at all. Again, we've said this about the yeah. first one. We're saying it about this one. Separate it. Learn to separate things because this is a movie. This is a movie universe. You don't compare the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the comic book universe or you're going to be super disappointed. It's the be honest, same thing if, with this. If you've, if you've read it in the comic book, if you get a whole new, not a whole new, but if you get a diff- slightly different story in the, the feature presentation, then it's a little more exciting. You, you yeah. don't know you don't know what's going to happen immediately. I will say, as a big Tolkien fan, and as a fan of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and the, the whole Middle Earth world, some of these changes were a little, I, I think in this movie... Tough to swallow. Yeah, like the introdu- introduction of brand new characters and completely adding in fabricated battle scenes... It, it makes it a little more difficult because with the book, like I said, you there are certain moments that could have happened that would have been just as suspenseful, just as intense, but in a different way. Yeah, I think they sh- could have kept it simpler and made a great film still. Because really what we fell in love with the films wasn't just the writing, but it was, it was the landscape. It was oh, yeah. the earth it was middle earth that we found middle earth is so it is such a gorgeous place and eventually one day i will visit new zealand new zealand i will 100 mm. percent. well guys if you have some differences that impassioned you more than some of the ones that we mentioned or if there there's some ones that you feel we were a little more hung up on that we shouldn't have been let us know facebook Twitter, Instagram. You can email us at 2dap2020 at gmail.com. Even comment on our YouTube videos. And again, watch the movie for the movie. Read the book for the book. You'll be much more happier doing so. That's how we went about it. 100%. Deep dives are fun, so that's why we're doing this. They they are very, very fun. And And if you spend $5 a month on our Patreon, you can see extended interviews, more content, more videos of me eating bowls of cereal with varying facial hair styles and just uh check it out man it's cool it's fun yeah what was the next what, what's my next part oh no it's you yep well no anyway it's kyle a bear all right because next time on two dads and a podcast we actually don't know what we're going to be doing because we recorded this early. <laughs> Yay! So next time we're recording is two weeks out because we've got some very busy weeks ahead of us. But stay tuned. We've got some cool stuff coming up. More nerdy top fives and more deep dives. And I, I do think that week there will be another interview with Miss Alex Moore. So keep an eye out for that as well. And as always, guys, thanks for listening. We love you guys all. Bzz, bzz.